Hey, I've got some exciting news for you. For nearly a decade, the Social Media Marketing Society has been helping marketers like you to keep up with the changing times. This is our private community just for marketers, and the doors are open right now. When you join, you get access to ongoing training and become part of a welcoming community of marketers who are just like you. Learn more at smmarketingsociety.com. Again, smmarketingsociety.com. Welcome to the Social Media Marketing Talk Show, your guide to the ever-changing world of social media. Welcome to the show. I'm Jeff C. I'm Grace Duffy. And we are so excited to be joined today by Sean Ayala. And we're going to be talking about Snapchat features, augmented reality tools, and collaborations that marketers and creators need to know about. So if you don't know who Sean is, he is our go-to expert when it comes to all things Snapchat, Snapchat marketing, Snapchat strategy, using Snapchat for business, geofilters. And he's been a speaker at Social Media Marketing World on how to use Snapchat for business. He is also, and this is really important, an award-winning storyteller. He's wildly recognized for his interactive and engaging stories, his games on social media. Yes, games. He does games with the Snapchat. I've seen them. They're amazing. And so, Sean, thank you you so much and welcome back to the show. Well, thank you, Jeff. I appreciate you guys giving me an opportunity to chat about Snapchat. There's been some incredible um, announcements and all and Grace, it's always great to see you too. So thank you. This is going to be fun. Good to see you too. Yeah. Well, it has been a while since we've talked about Snapchat, but they have been all over the social media marketing industry news because last week they had their Snap Partner Summit. So unlike other companies which have canceled their partner summits or their developer conferences or shifted the focus entirely, they went ahead and did theirs all online and they announced a ton, a ton of new features, new tools, as we're mentioning at the top of the show, a lot of stuff for creators and developers. But before we dive into all that, I wanted to reintroduce everyone to Snapchat (laughs) because again, it's been a while. So Sean, How does it still matter to small businesses, in particular to marketers in 2020? So such a great question, because I think we need to just revisit these numbers. There's some incredible numbers from a Snapchat perspective. So when I just think about Snapchat first, so when I like go into our Apple app, looking at where they put where they position, they're in the top 10 for top Apple top charts. Right. So one, they're in a top 10. Um, 229 million people use Snapchat every day on average. Snapchat reaches more people in the U.S. than Twitter and TikTok combined. So there's that nugget right there. Millennials and Gen Z are all over this platform, right? So when even if you want to break down the percentage of those that audience, right? If that is your target audience, uh, Snapchat reaches 90% of all 13 to 24 year olds and 75% of all 13 to 34 year olds in the U.S. So when you really break that down, um, Snapchat reaches more than or just overall, right? That 13 to 34, mm-hmm. when you combined it, they reach more than Facebook and Instagram in the U.S. So just wow. when you think about the impact that Snapchat currently have from an audience perspective, that's why it still matters to small businesses and marketers in 2020. So one of the questions, you know, so how do like the typical user consume content on Snapchat? I mean, how long are they like staying on it per day? You know, do you have any examples for that? Because I'm, I'm really interested, like, you know, um, we'll see like, so Facebook video, you know, three second views, all that kind of stuff. And I want to know, like, are people sticking around on Snapchat compared to some of these other platforms? Of course. So when when I think about first, how do people consume um, just the content, right? It opens up to the camera. So one, this is a different platform than Facebook and Instagram. When you open up Snapchat, it goes directly to the camera. Mm -hmm. So you are capturing what is going on around you to tell a story. And then, of course, you know, it's really about Snapchat position themselves in a way to continue build and engage relationships with your community, right? Mm -hmm. So um, I think about filters. I think about the discovery channels. There's all these things that we're probably going to dive deeper in on how people consume content. So when you think about that 229 million people who are using Snapchat every day, each of them are spending on average 30 minutes on that platform. Wow. 
So if you even break that down, right, because we're going to get into some AR stuff too. Snapchat, mm-hmm. in my opinion, is leading in AR. I know that's the debate, but they started it off with mm-hmm. um, augmented reality. On average, over 170 million of those Snapchatters engage with AR daily. But with that, right, they are using AR at least 30 times a day. So, wow. I mean, they are engaged on this platform yeah. for sure. So we've got a couple of questions that I, I want to kind of I'm going to throw a little curveball in here. But it's, uh, so uh, a lot of people are saying, wow, I did not know that about uh, Snapchat. And then like Scott Ayers says, wait, Snapchat still a thing. So I wanted to ask you, Sean, and we kind of in the green room before this, we talked about this. But why do you think marketers struggle with getting their mind around Snapchat? And some of them, I mean, I know it's true for me. Some of them like, ah, that's for somebody else. I'm not going to mess with it. So this is my opinion, Mm -hmm. totally my opinion. Um, I feel that we as marketers spend a lot of time on what everyone else is talking about and doing. And the reality is Facebook and Instagram is the two top talked about marketing platforms to get in front of our communities. Mm -hmm. But it's really about digging deeper into that and looking at the numbers and identifying who your target audience are. And if Snapchat, right? When you talk about millennials and Gen Z, if that is your target audience, you should be considering other platforms because when you look at it all, right, we Mm -hmm. spend a lot of time talking about Facebook and Instagram marketing. Right. Um, So we're going to spend a lot of time. We're going to invest a lot of dollars there. And yet we compete with each other there all day long when there is this little nice gem off to the side that uh, not a lot of people are playing in. And you can actually leverage that to your advantage. But yeah, I just think we just spend a lot of time with (laughs) being comfortable in the space that we just love to be at. Right. right? But I don't know. Grace, what is your opinion on that one, too? I know we were talking about that. Uh, Well, you know, we're going to get into this when we talk about the news, but I think a lot of the barrier to it was that once you get into the app and, you know, they've made some updates to make it a little bit easier. But once you got into the app, it was really hard to navigate. Right. It was hard to like know where to go and what to do and who am I talking to? And they've rolled out some updates this last uh, this last week that I think will make it a lot easier. But. I believe that like once you get in there and you start engaging and then they have done such a great job with these content Mm -hmm. and these integrations. So there's games, there's television. It's almost like my smart TV is on my phone, right? Because it's got the games, it's got all the channels, it's got my friends, it's got chat, it's got camera, it's now, it's featured content. I mean... Mm -hmm. I think we just don't think about it because like, like Jeff was saying, it's just like, oh, it's out there. I don't need another thing. You know. So. But the, the other side of that, too, is it's not a familiar app for us. And right. like all the other platforms have this similar look and feel. And, you know, I do think Snapchat does scare a lot of people as well, too, because it is different and unique. Right. Um, but, man, the power behind reaching that audience is incredible. Yeah. So I want to kind of switch bases a little bit because, you know, uh, the platform's only as good as its creators and, you know, what kind of content's going on there. And Snapchat, to be honest, I would always go to that when I would look for how, when vertical video was really like a thing, like, you know, especially you, Sean, you did all this, you told stories, you did that Walking Dead thing, I believe. And um, you had some really great ways of when like vertical video was a hard thing to do. I went there for example. So, but how is Snapchat compensating creators? Because that's important because, you know, like Facebook came out something recently about, you know, compensating just like they were doing YouTube. And so is there a compensation path that Snapchat creators can get on? I mean, how can they make money on the platform? Yep. So today, you know, Snapchat has been probably within the last couple of years, finally identifying that like these creators are meaningful. Back in my days when I started, they weren't really paying attention to creators, Mm -hmm. but now they're really finding ways to compensate them through their new lens studio. Like that Mm -hmm. is probably the number one thing that um, creators can actually leverage and and be a part of. They actually have what they call official lens creators that they compensate through finding them deals um, because there's a lot of businesses who kind of contact Snapchat around like, I want to create this filter, I want to create this lens, but I don't know how to do it. And then so Snapchat would just find the right lens creator for them. So it's really around that creators can make money through Snapchat. And Snapchat doesn't even take a portion of that. It's just, it's a pass through of here's a company to work with. And you kind of set the deal. Gotcha. That way. Cool. So Scott, 
Ayers actually uh, here in the comments. He said, I see Snapchat as a great place for big brands to leverage and from there ha just having fun one on one conversations. And so, you know, and that is absolutely true. And the, one of the things that I've noticed as we're researching Snapchat is that they have such a robust ads and business product platform, right? Just their location targeting. In my opinion, and this is again, this is my opinion, they have the best targeting. I mean, we had a geo filter for social media marketing world that was just for the section of the conference that we right, were in, right, right, in the conference halls. And like Snapchat was the only one. And so, you know, Scott does point out, you know, it is, you see a lot of big brands on there, but is Snapchat something that small local businesses should be reconsidering or even considering right now because of its ad products and its local marketing and that geofencing that it's able to do? Yeah, so I, I would say Snapchat is not only for big brands. Yes, there is a threshold for large brands to actually get in with Snapchat to do some larger type of campaigns. Um, but there's the ad manager that you can access on ads.snapchat.com that is made for local businesses. And just in my opinion, like when you really think about it, the to your point, where it's just around like the targeting. I mean, when you talk about interests and custom audiences on Snapchat, you have some drilled down menus that will get you into an advanced demographic mm. that you will be able to set up. Like um, if you wanted to reach 100K household incomes right. or single mom, or you can even break it down by it's called uh, predefined audiences where you can leverage the data that Snapchat has developed with their partners like Score, Nielsen, Placed, which is another part where you can actually drill down locations. You can drill down to um, if you want people who are only shopping in Target, if you want people only shopping at Best Buy or people who only love watching mm -hmm. Walking Dead like AMC. Right. Right. You can really dive deep. But the other part of that too, for because I want to bring it back to local businesses, you can just zip code. You can use your zip code to geo-target right. specific areas just like Facebook and Instagram. And you're going after the unique specific audience leveraging all the many ad types that Snapchat has today. All right. So I'm starting to get really excited about Snapchat. And I think people in our, our comments are as well. So can you give us like, like the broad top level overview of the, like the kind of content that really works well on Snapchat? Because, you know, like TikTok is kind of scruffy, silly. Instagram is very stylized and aspirational. Facebook can be ranty. It's, uh, you know, Twitter is kind of ranty, but quick of the moment. So where does Snapchat fall in this kind of ecosystem, you know, compared to like some other social platforms? For me, I think of two words, authentic and raw is what mm. I think about when it comes to Snapchat. Because again, like Snapchat is really about relationships and it's connecting with your community on a deeper level versus Instagram and Facebook, because nothing really lives forever on Snapchat. It kind of appears and disappears. So when I think about like the actual ad placement, when I look at what people are doing from an ad placement, it varies um, quite a bit. But what I will say is that your first three seconds is the most important seconds in mm. any ad that you create. Um, just because like, right, we live in this swiping world. Right. We live in, we don't consume stuff as quick. Um, so I would just say three seconds is the most important part of that ad. Um, but authentic and raw is where I would position Snapchat for sure. Gotcha. We have a question in the comments here from Joe Morris. He said, why... Is getting followers such a challenge? So that's another good question is like, what is it like to get followers on Snapchat, right? Because like on Instagram, it's kind of like you follow and they make the recommendations. TikTok, like there's that constant feed. So you're constantly seeing new stuff and it's very targeted to your interests. But, you know, what is that experience like on Snapchat? Yeah. So with Snapchat, I, I remember the first post I ever posted <laughs> or a snap that I did on Snapchat and I honestly started creating content with zero views. I mean, yes, it is completely challenging. And it took me some time to understand that like collaborations mm. are the key in Snapchat if you want to grow your following organically. Right. But I also like to say for any business, local business or marketer out there, you do not need a Snapchat account right. to actually be on the platform. Right. You can still create ads and get them to go to your website and all that kind of thing. So you don't really have to invest your time if you didn't want to in creating a strategy and content for the platform. 
because you can still reach that audience through ads. But back to your original question, yes, it is challenging. And the key is really about collaborating and building out your network with like-minded individuals on the platform who believes in the work that you're creating. Very cool. Is there a way to target people based on like an interest? Like I remember back in the Google Plus days, it was like if I had an obscure interest in some programming language, I just went to that place. And so and then, of course, you know, that's been emulated in a hashtag. Right. So I could find the hashtag and follow that. Like what is the what's the process as far as finding community on, on Snapchat? Well, community have their discover platform when you swipe over to the right where you can discover new people and friends, right? Mm. But in my day, you know, they, there used to be a platform called Snapcodes that you were able to go on and find other people. I mean, Reddit is a great place to find uh, Snapcodes of other individuals to kind of follow um, and start creating those interactions. So, yes, it's still, it's somewhat, because um, it is a discovery platform where you just can't go in and, um, fine, because a lot of people, you have to leverage your Snap codes, mm-hmm. your username accounts, actually get the word out that you're on Snapchat. But I would say Reddit and I would say just community forums out there where people are actually um, trying to share their Snap codes to build relationships. Cool. Oh, cool. All right. You have given us so many exciting things to think about for Snapchat, but we do have news to talk about. Yes, I'm sorry. A lot. <laughs> a lot. Actually, there's a lot. So, again, you know, they had their Snap Inc. Partner Summit last Thursday, and there was just a series of video after video of video. And so the first thing that they announced was the redesign of the app, because, again, we've repeated this. I've seen it in the comments. The navigation is a challenge. Right. So they rolled out something called the action bar. Uh, and so that's just a little tiny navigation bar at the bottom of the app. I think it opens up and it goes right to the camera. But if you go to the left, there's your snap map, which we'll get into what exactly that means in just a second here. The chat feature, so it's that one-on-one conversation we were just talking about the camera. The Discover tab, which Sean, you're just talking about with finding that different content. And this is where you can find stuff from your friends, subscriptions, recommendations. And then there's also the Discover tab, which I guess has all that other content. But there's three features, distinct features that I thought were really cool for marketers that we actually wanted to get your commentary on. And the first thing was these places in the snap map, right? And so, and along with them, these place profiles. Can you tell us, Sean, like what these are and how they work? They seem very intriguing (laughs) and seems like something every business should at least be aware of. Yeah. So the cool thing to your point around places on the snap map, um, I look at this as like Yelp where you can actually find businesses through the Snapchat map. And it is specifically that for users who love using this platform day in and day out. And the way that I see if you're a local business or you're a marketer who's supporting local businesses, um, it is like Google, but it is powered by Foursquares and TripAdvisor. Mm -hmm. So depending on the type of business, you want to make sure your um, business information is probably up to date on Foursquare. And I know a lot of people are like, do like, I don't use Foursquare because <laughs> for me, I'm Yelp all day, but I know it's different per person. But um, yes, Foursquares is still a thing and TripAdvisor is still a thing too, if, if you're hesitant on that. And then the cool thing about that, because it's it allowing the user now to discover what their friends are, um, where they're hanging out or what they're doing and or eating all from the Snapchat map. And now what is cool with this, if you're a restaurant in a local area, mm-hmm. if you pull up your map, like you'll find the McDonald's or whoever. Now Postmates, DoorDash, and Uber Eats are all connected to those locations that it will just give you the one-stop shop to do what you need to do all in one spot. So that's pretty much it, if that makes sense in any way. It's, it's yeah. a Google map that just have the local businesses all in there, um, tells you everything from phone number to hours to menus and et cetera. Cool. And so from what I understand, this is like starting soon. So I went and checked on my, like I did, I went and upgraded all Snapchat because I hadn't done that in a while. And it's starting soon because I didn't have it yet. And it's starting to, the places are rolling out shortly on iOS and Android. So just keep keep looking for that if you're interested into it. So the other thing, Sean, is that Snapchat also announced that it's making it easier for local businesses to re-engage their customers 
as they reopen, which is cool, by providing free ad credit. So for a lot of small businesses, free equals fabulous. So how would these ad credits work? You know, where do they find them? Can you tell us exactly what this means? Yep. So from a Snapchat perspective, they haven't released a ton of information on this just yet. Um, But beginning June 22nd, and what they're saying is select brick and mortar businesses will be eligible for up to $500 in Snapchat advertising credits. But what that means is still up in the air because Mm -hmm. they're saying to check back on June 25th to see if your business qualifies. But the other thing that I do know, which Snapchat is doing outside of that. So say my business does not qualify. Right. Um, if you're advertising on Snapchat for the first time, you can actually get a $375 ad credit if you spend $350 on your first campaign. So yeah. there's still some win-wins there. But yes, I do love the fact that Snapchat has identify a way to help support their local communities Mm -hmm. businesses by providing some credits. Because again, like we talked about earlier, you're able to drill down to a specific zip code, a specific audience. You can target moms, target daughters, target whatever you want. All you have to do is spend some time to get in there and -hmm. understand what you can target. But $500 is available if you qualify. That's very cool. So if you do qualify, let us know, uh, like send us a message or come back if you're watching the replay on the show, because I'd love to know and see how it worked out for you guys. So make sure you drop that down uh, below. One of the things also, you know, a lot of people in the comments have said, you know, OK, Snapchat, but discovery really stinks. You know, it's hard to get discovered on, on Snapchat. But Snapchat announced it's rolling out topic stickers for stories. So kind of what are these and how can businesses and marketers use them to get noticed and maybe, you know, kind of maybe jumpstart those uh, followers? So at the moment, the way I've seen it in Snapchat at the moment, think of it as a hashtag. It's really a hashtag that you sticker on top of your image that you're sharing with your Mm -hmm. friends or video. And it's all curated in this one area. So like whatever the topic may be, and it's actually a topic you cannot choose at the oh, moment. Okay. Like one of them Finds. was like life hacks and then there's another one called oddly satisfying, something like that. So it's Correct. kind of a bucket it goes into, I guess. Correct. So you, you choose that one and you send it out and then you'll be able to uh, be a part of that conversation. And then you will also be able to search up those topics and see what other people are doing within that quote unquote hashtag sticker. Okay. Very cool. Yeah. So the other thing that they announced were these uh, story replies, and they said it's an e- makes it easier to communicate with the Snap stars you are following, and uh, Snapchat filters out all the bullying and hate speech, so that all you see is the love from your fans. So my number one question is, what? Or who is considered a snap star? Like, can I be a snap star? Like, is can it, anyone be? Like, can can a business be a snap? Like, what is? Is it a blue a check? Snap star? Yeah. <laughs> what is that? So that one is unique because for me, I'm like, okay. uh, that doesn't matter for businesses at the moment. Okay, that is actually geared towards the people that Snapchat defines based on their own criterias of who a star is through their criterias, right? And that's usually someone who's got a a huge following, Mm. um, like a DJ Khaled or a Will Smith. It seems like it's more picky, choosy. Yes, people can and businesses or your specific account can go ask to be verified by going through the Snapchat support. But I haven't seen much people succeed in that unless Snapchat actually reached out to you saying, we want to verify your account. So... Hopefully, if one of you guys are able to get it, we would love to know. Yeah, yeah definitely. Jeff, you need to get on that, that wood cover snap star. Exactly. <laughs> that's, that's, right. that's what we need to be doing over there. Yes, this. snap star. We'll that's work, all I need. Yes. We'll, we'll work on that. That's so, right. All right. And then there's more. So right. Snap Inc. also updated its camera and augmented reality experiences. But back in March, they introduced something called Lens Web Builder, which they're touting as the industry's first web-based augmented reality lens ad production tool. And the premise behind this is that businesses and brands would be able to create their own AR lenses to use in their ad campaigns within minutes without the additional support of a highly skilled designer. Anyone can access this tool for free, according to Snapchat, uh, which is compelling, of course, to brands and agencies that want to produce these uh, AR lenses for Snapchat or anywhere else uh, quickly and easily. So, of course, I took pause (laughs) with 
the whole idea of like no designers, right? Now, they do give you a library of hundreds of 3D uh, objects, animations and effects. You can also upload your own uh, 2D assets such as logos and images. So you're not completely on your own. However, we at our company do value designers, right? Of course. (laughs) And so we would like to get your advice about some do's and don'ts maybe some best practices, just some general overview for brands or businesses who are interested in building their own AR lenses with this tool. Yeah. So like, so I believe designers are always needed. I mean, yes, Mm -hmm. you can go in there and create something on your own if you're not a designer at all, but does that mean it is actually an effective design or message? And yes, that's, that's all perspective too. But yes, to your point too, I do love the fact that they do provide a ton of templates and options that will allow you to get started. So some of the do's and don'ts that I completely think about when it comes to creating any type of lens is really around like branding. Is your brand message dominant in that lens? Because a lot of people will play around with these lens because you're swiping through your, you, you know, you got the funny face, you got the funny, whatever it is. But do you really remember who created it? So I always stay on the fence of like, make sure your brand is present, meaning a logo. So like from a creative perspective, PNGs is what you definitely will need. That's the type of file that has transparent background because you Mm -hmm. don't want your logo to just be on black block or white block. So you want to give it some some transparency um, because it gives it some engagement to the actual image. So making sure you create some borders around it, not necessarily a border per se, but something around messaging that hits your target audience with the message that you want them to walk away with. But I I mean, part of it is really is going in there and finding the right lens that is going to work for your campaign because you just don't want something for the sake of having it. So you mentioned the campaign. So how can you integrate, you know, you mentioned putting a logo on it and all this stuff. Is, Is that the limit that you can do with an ad campaign, with an AR lens, or what, what are some examples or maybe some really creative ways to use that AR lens in an ad campaign? I think most of us think we'll just slap our logo on and I'll put a beard on, make a beard one, and that's my brand logo. You know, there we go. And so I know because you're an incredible storyteller, what are some ways that you have done or maybe you've seen that, that people can use that AR lens in a really effective campaign? Well, for me, so like I'm a big fan of The Walking Dead. So right, like right, I, love, right. I love trying to do things with The Walking Dead, creating a mask of some sort that will allow you to become one of the walkers because they have all the features that allows you to suck in your your cheeks or right. make your eyes big or open up your mouth, like just tailoring it to the actual uh, message that you want to convey. I mean, when I think of your business, Jeff, like putting a beard on everyone um, (laughs) would be phenomenal. Like that gives engagement um, connected to your logo. Mm -hmm. Um, That just continues the brand awareness and the creativity of like making sure people can represent and be loyal to who you are. Like I think of other, other brands too, who who've used like Nike. Nike does an incredible job leveraging all these lens by putting shoes or basketball um, headbands to jerseys. So there's definitely a lot of things that you can do to complement your brand, your story to have people engage with you. Cool. So we brought up Lens Builder because this past week, Snapchat did build upon it and they rolled out something called SnapML, which lets developers bring their own machine learning models into the lens studio, you know, to power these lenses. And according to Snapchat, they said anyone can create their own lenses with neural networks, expanding the possibility for lenses that can transform the world. Sean, can you break this down for us and explain what does this mean? It sounds like Skynet (laughs) or something's going to take over when they say machine learning. Yeah. You know, it's, so this one's a tough one to even understand, right? Because okay. you, you need to be an ML developer. So ML is machine learning, right? And these are experts who use data to train these models. And like the models are then used to like made a process based on a number of things. It can be speech. It can be movement. It can be, there's just all kinds of things. But the cool thing with this is that Snapchat will be providing templates within Lens Studio, where if you don't know an ML developer or you're not an ML developer of any kind, you will be able to still leverage this through templates that will allow you to make your lenses a lot more interactive, which is cool because they, 
I think about mapping a room and you being able to change the colors. Like it's just allowing you to take um, augmented reality to a whole new level, which no one else is doing right now. And I'm excited to see where this is going to go because it is unique and different for everyone. So does the ML stand for mobile lens? What is that? What does SNAP ML stand for? ML stands for machine learning. Okay, just wanted to make sure. I knew that. Yeah, so it's it's all data-driven. It's right. all okay. what's happening um, in the moment. Gotcha. Wow, that's awesome and also very scary. Um, <laughs> so so um, Snapchat's also mentioned that it was rolling out local lens, and this is pretty cool. So this enables a persistent shared uh, augmented reality world built right on top of your neighborhood. So you and your friends can step into augmented reality together to decorate yeah. nearby buildings with colorful paint and experience a new dimension of uh, augmented reality. So the picture they showed, it looked like they were spraying graffiti on this building, but can you kind of tell us what this is uh, and from a user's perspective, how it works? Yeah, so from a user perspective, you are able to now um, uh, experience lenses together. So multiple Mm. people can now interact in a single lens from their own mobile devices and experience what they want, whatever is being created together. So in that image, if you have not seen the summit, they're actually showing multiple people, friends, who are spray painting these buildings all together, and they can see each other also spray painting it together. So it's just a crazy experience because we are used to just having augmented reality to a single user. Um, Now you're able to share it with each other, which I think is a leap step. Oh, yes. So how, Sean, because once again, I'm going back to your storytelling, you know, chops. How could you use this like to tell a story with these? Because now it's not just, you know, you're just focusing on what they're doing augmented reality, but you have, I don't know how many people you can have, one or two or let's say three, but that opens up everything. So how can you use that from a storytelling perfect, uh, perspective if you're you know going to create something? Well, the cool thing is um, you are now looking at trying to get communities mm. together. We are living in a world where we are only living behind this device, right? right? Um, so I love that Snapchat is encouraging people to get together um, in a setting to create and um, have fun um, in person, versus just through a device because we are using this snapchat was mainly used to communicate to others through the camera right but um i think just having that capability of just one-on-one interaction which we lack sometime um as a society sometimes um uh, this this will give us more ability to storytell in a way of getting people together and having them experience something unique um versus just always being behind the one device that's awesome. I can just think of like even with when movies come out, like the newest Marvel movies, and you can interact with your friends with, you know, Iron Man or whatever. So I'm a nerd. Yeah. So but it would be, I mean, you know what I'm talking about? You could share that experience and it would be in multiple screens. I mean, there's all sorts of cool things, I think, uh, especially savvy marketers could do. So very exciting. I agree. I agree. That is cool. Well, another AR initiative, speaking of Iron Man, that they rolled out was this thing called Scan. And it is a press and hold function on the camera where you can lock in the camera on something, some object in your world, and then it brings up relevant information. So one of them is called Plant Snap, which now recognizes and identifies 90% of known plants and trees. Uh, they had another one called Dog Scanner, which can you can point at a dog and it, it can categorize up to 400 breeds. And then it was also noted that you could point it to a person and see what dog breed they look like. I don't know if that's an appealing thing, but they they mentioned it. Wasn't my idea. The other one is that you could, uh, this is a brand integration. They said that you could scan like the Louis Vuitton logo and it would transport the user to a virtual installation displaying uh, some of their classic trunks and their latest collection. And they also said that later this year, they're going to be announcing Nutrition Scanner, which I think takes packaged goods and tells you the uh, ingredients or the you know nutritional facts in it, which is really these updates seem really fun and helpful and useful. Sean, what do you think of these new tools? Do you think that this is something that helps advance Snapchat as a platform for? I mean, I don't. I mean, these <laughs> just seem like fun things. Yeah. I, I actually think this is a reach. In my opinion, right now, I think this is a reach because what they're trying to do, at least in my opinion, they're trying to find what will stick and work. 
I do like the idea of scanning things. Even my wife the other day actually has been using a plant scanner app mm-hmm. to find plants. So I think being able to be the one-stop shop for an app is a pro and a con. I mean, mm-hmm. um, they are innovative with the camera. So they, I love that because Snapchat is a camera company. Right. And that's what they are defined as. And that's what they want to be known for. And being able to have all these functions is incredible. And I think some will be useful for sure, because I know there are a ton of kids right now who are using the math scan feature in Snapchat, where it actually solves the problem for you. Mm-hmm. So that yeah, like um, cool. is a very helpful tool. Right. And in some ways, again, yes, I, I think it's a reach, but I do yeah. think they are finding um, unique solutions that will help people stay within this app because they are just trying to drive revenue, et cetera, et cetera. So we'll see how, we'll see how this plays out. So Christy says uh, she loved the plant scanner. She would have loved to have that this weekend when she was, you know, figuring out what was poison ivy. And I was thinking, you know, that'd be great with all the lockdown stuff when you run out of toilet paper and you go out to your yard or, you know, trying (laughs) to find something, you don't want to be reaching for that poison ivy. And that would be a helpful feature for Snapchat to have. So very, very cool. Um, so, um, but seriously, so how could like, you know, is this going to open up to other companies? Because they mentioned Louis Vuitton uh, being able to use this. I mean, is it open to other places and products? I mean, could you have the same kind of thing to be able to scan? Have, have you heard anything about that? So with Lens Creator Studio, you are able to use the scan feature. Okay. Um, they do have scan templates already in there for creators to get in there and start playing around with what they can bring to life. So that is somewhat possible today with the Lens Studio 3.0, I believe is the latest version. So you can definitely get in there and start playing around with it. Um, But then there's the other side of it too, where Snapchat actually reach out to organizations like Louis Vuitton or Best Buy, et cetera, to actually do some bigger campaigns with. But you can definitely attempt and do those kind of things today. Gotcha. So uh, this next bit of news is, is really interesting. So what they've done is they're coming out with this new Snap Focus classes, which I think is a great idea. So the bottom line is the Snap Focus education portal that they're putting out, it includes, as of now, six classes that marketers can take individually or as complete a course. And they receive this free Snapchat ads manager certification, which is cool. So what it does, it includes the introduction to Snapchat and information about its user base and its ad formats, which would be really helpful for marketers, by the way. So you can also learn about getting started with ad management dashboard, creative best practices and measuring campaigns per its website. So, and it's all free. So advertisers and advertising professionals can access it uh, in their learning curriculum and get certified at no cost. So um, it's kind of this broader appeal they're, the company is wide to broader appeal to appeal to more advertisers because we mentioned this at the top of the show that a lot of people just have kind of forgotten about it or didn't think it was for them. So um, a study last year found that 76% of advertising professionals said they hadn't even advertised on Snapchat ever. And so this is a great place for them to expand their customer base. And they've actually been, and you had mentioned this earlier, reporting a steady user growth in the past year and a half. So you know, now that they've redesigned this thing where they kind of lost people, they've now kind of started to grow again and they have this potential to uh, monetize this growing audience. So is there any other resources that you would recommend to advertisers who may be on the fence a little bit about Snapchat? Well, actually, I thought this was an incredible idea because, again, like I think part of it, too, that we default to other platforms like Facebook and Instagram is because the education is out there. And for them to actually identify that there it was a gap uh, with marketers not leveraging the platform like other social channels, um, I give them just kudos all day long. And Mm -hmm. I think with this, I'm hoping that it will educate and inspire us marketers to really leverage this platform. I mean, there are other resources out there. Like we've done some trainings on social media society um, around the ad campaigns and all that. But like, I love that. Snapchat is going to, on their own, keep updated information to keep people current about who's on the platform, give you education about them and what they are specifically doing, and then continue as they evolve their ad manager platform, keep you updated as it um, updates. 
Um, I would say this is a great thing for us marketers to leverage and take advantage of because it gives us the deep dive into the ad manager and its capabilities. Do I believe that the certificate um, will give us leverage if we're going out there trying to seek jobs or because at the end of the day, it's about results and is what you're doing and creating. Because at the end of the day, I believe the creative is the variable to success. Mm-hmm. So if that creative does not speak to your audience and grab their attention to make a sale or whatever the action is, all the learning and all that stuff, you know, it's irrelevant mm-hmm. in that point. But I think it's a great thing. And so- I would definitely encourage everyone to, uh, sign up because it's absolutely free. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So Sean, if people don't know, Sean is a marketing manager for a major retailer, Best Buy, and he works with major luxury brands. And as someone who is in a position of, you know, deciding who to work with, who to work for, who, you know, who to hire out, when you look to hire, do you think that cer- these certifications have any impact on that decision? I mean, I know now that there's the snap chat ads manager certification, but there's also Facebook certification. I mean, every single time I go into LinkedIn, they're asking me for like some new certification. (laughs) Would you like to take this quiz to show everyone how good you are at PowerPoint? And I'm like, I'm fine. Thanks. So, So, you know, as someone who works with agencies and with consultants, do these certifications impact that decision at all? I would say certifications on your resume does it gives it some color, right? Like it's mm-hmm. great to have um, those things on her, but I don't, I don't think it actually will dictate whether or not, you know, you'll get hired again. That's for the person who's hiring because everyone hire in unique ways. Like, because there was a time where we all said, let's hire the 15 year old to do all our marketing. Right. But how, <laughs> how did that turn out? Right. right. So I think there are some pros and cons to that. In my opinion, I don't think it matters. I just want to know whether or not you absolutely know how to creatively get something across to the audience who I am trying to reach. Do you have success behind that? And then let's continue to tweak and learn because this is an evolution. Just because you have that one certificate doesn't mean you are in the know on what's going on every single day because it changes. We, we're all marketers here. It changes every single day based on everything that took place and is currently happening right now at this moment. Um, so we just need to learn and pivot um, as long as we keep updated. Um, mm-hmm. I think that's all that really matters. That's awesome. So before we wrap up here, I do want to mention, because we've talked about it quite a bit. So Snapchat did announce several new content deals and partnerships. So there's three of them that, that really stick out. One is called Happening Now, which is their dedicated news format. They've collaborated with Things like the Washington Post, Bloomberg, Reuters, NBC News, ESPN, now this, uh, to bring the breaking news to its users within a single snap. They've also announced a new slate of Snap Originals, which is scheduled to premiere over the next year. These include the unscripted series, the character-driven docuseries, scripted dramas, all that stuff that is original to Snapchat. But then they also have these partnerships with things like Disney and ESPN and NBC, Viacom. So, of course, you know, these uh, the industry's biggest, most established brands and networks and, and platforms. So, do you know how well they're able to integrate ads into these? Because are you able to run content against ad content against any of this stuff? And how much control do you get over where your content runs? The cool thing with Snapchat, with the ad manager, you can actually specifically call out where you would like specific ad, um, your ads to be shown, whether that's within the discovery channel, whether that's with your friends, whether that's in the high level content that's being created. I mean, there's some, though, I will say, based on my learnings so far, that there are some channels that you just can't reach. And that is negotiated with you mm. and Snapchat. But for the most part, based on what I've done through the ad manager, you can definitely choose specific areas on where you want your ads um, to be shown. So you can specifically call that out for sure within the ad manager, because it's like Facebook and Instagram where you can call out, I want it in the sidebar or I want mm-hmm. it in the news feed. So those options definitely exist today. I don't know if they will be treating it uniquely based on Disney plus because like the other thing I know, or at least I think I know is that these brands have some requirements um, Mm -hmm. based on who can actually show up in their commercials too. So. Gotcha. 
so they're making all these deals and they're creating content. We kind of geeked out about this a little bit in the green room before the show. But is the lockdown, have you heard anything about the effect of the, is it going to delay the rollout to some of these, you know, partnerships and some of these, uh, you know, content that's coming out now? Have, have you heard anything about that? We've seen, though, there have been some, some delays on many things. Right, right. Place, but who knows? Yeah. We'll see. Okay. Because, so, you know, because we know that they the Snap sells six second, you know, non-skippable ads for like its Snap originals. They also yeah. sell ads around major content like Disney and Grace mentioned ESPN, which is interesting because there's really nothing on ESPN right now. Uh, NBC Universal. This also is this new thing where Snapchatters can be part of the show, like with their, you know, bitmojis and all sorts of things. Is there a way for like marketers to create these user integrations on their own stories. Is there anything like that? I just think if that ever opens up where I can like run an ad or put some piece of content in where I'm telling a story where I can bring in like Sean's bitmoji or whatever that, you know, you talked about community earlier, that would be huge. That would be so much fun. Yeah, I agree. I think there are a tremendous opportunities available just looking at where they're going with all this new integration. Because just to see that I can have my emoji in numerous of veins right, right. and being able to play that, I think that is incredibly fascinating because I'd probably want to see my emoji and its reactions and right. actions in all these new different settings. So I would hope that there would be a lot of talk like that where you are giving your opinion around what you wish you would have as a marketer Mm -hmm. and they would hopefully start integrating all that kind of stuff because I, I do see that there's a big opportunity that could benefit a lot of us here. Yeah. So, and also I saw, um, and we talked about this earlier too, but uh, I'm a big Disney Plus fan. I love what they've been doing. And I was excited to see, you know, they mentioned a couple of times their partnership with Disney. And so I think about like Snap being almost like, you know, for a while their Twitter was like the second screen they would always talk about. But for the demographics on Snapchat and also, you know, they've got Marvel, Pixar, all of these places underneath their umbrella. Snap can almost be a second screen for some of these shows, because I think about my kids, they still use Snapchat to communicate. And this integration, I could just see it really moving, you know, these partnerships and being a second screen. So I love your thoughts on that. Yes. And when you think about it, millennials make up. Um, one of the largest generations in history right now. Mm -hmm. Um, Gen Z outnumbers them worldwide. So the stat is one in three purchases will be made by a millennial this year. I think the stat was 92% of parents say that they are influenced by their children, Mm -hmm. right? So like, this is just the perfect storm to get in front of the audience that is there um, and leverage that to tell your story, brand, 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 and or sell, 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 sell. Um, whatever works for you um, to get in front of the audience that is meaningful that for years to come. So yeah, definitely take advantage. Megan powers. When we're talking about the bitmoji, so they, they need to add freckles to the emoji. So <laughs> make sure when you know, you have your contact, make sure you tell them, Sean, that's important. We'll do that. Yeah. So <laughs> at Snapchat support. That's right. Okay. That's right. <laughs> So Snapchat also debuted a round of developer tools. One was the camera kit. So now app developers will be able to integrate Snapchat's AR camera and technology into their own apps. And then a reversal of that, they also announced something called Snap Minis, which brings apps into Snapchat. So Sean, tell us what does that mean? What are these Snap Minis and uh, what can we expect from them? I mean, I don't know that they've officially rolled out yet. I think they're coming soon and some of them, I don't know, are applicable in today's day, but <laughs> right. yeah, tell, tell us about them. This is this is completely new grounds for them, too. I think so. What, we all know this as the Instagram. No, actually, it's the Facebook. When you go to a website mm-hmm. and you um, use the, your Facebook login as the um, login for whatever site it is, so you don't have to create an account. Snapchat's trying to utilize this same type of method, knowing that. 229 million um, active users are on that platform every single day and trying to use that data to help you and your marketing capabilities or abilities um, for future campaigns. So I think there is some tremendous upside here if they're able to get this off the ground uh, correctly. And we don't know what's going to happen with this. I I mean, I'm like, oh, another button to worry about or another option, I guess. But who knows? Mm-hmm. I, I don't have much information on this one, um, but I'm excited to see where it goes. 
So an, another thing that they mentioned to this is this dynamic lenses. So, and that's where you can bring real-time information from your apps into Snapchat lenses. So what's the difference between these dynamic lenses and these lens scans that we talked about earlier, you know, the thing with Louis Vuitton. So and is this for just app developers to use or can any business use this? Uh, use this or I just love to know your thoughts on that. Yeah, this is all within Lens Studio. And okay. when you're creating your lens, you actually have options to pick a scanned version or um, I think one of the options, at least from the summit, was around like you can, if you created something, you can pick specifically the sky in the option. And then when you look up at the sky, you'll see your lens appear in okay. the sky. Um, so there's just a really, it's a difference between how you interact with the uh, device, um, whether you're pressing it to scan mm. or um, using a lens filter that kind of like changed the color of the sky or the room. So yeah. that's the main difference between the two. Very cool. Well, there's so much ARs, you know, in the news you see about Apple doing patents all the time and all this cool stuff. And so, Sean, thank you for so much for helping us break this down because a lot of us maybe have stayed away a little bit from Snapchat. But I hope everybody in the show has, with some of this news that we've talked about, kind of gotten excited. And, and you know, you, you have told us this before, Sean, that they're on the cutting edge. They are a camera company. And some of these cool tools that you remember stories was a Snapchat thing that everybody else stole and started to use. So they have some of this cutting edge. So it's worth marketers uh, to look at and see these news and say, you know, maybe I can be on the first front of this kind of stuff or right be in the, in the lead. So thanks Sean so much for uh, breaking this down for us. So where can we find out more about you and your services? Well, so thank you. I appreciate you guys giving me the um, opportunity to come on and chat Snapchat. Um, I'll leave with this one bit again where I started in the beginning. I like to just bring it full circle. Snapchat reaches 90% of all 13 to 24-year-olds and 75% of all 13 to 34-year-olds in the U.S. That is a stat you do not want to ignore, and that will continue to grow. So just, just keep that in the back of your mind as a marketer and give Snapchat a chance. Yes, again, my name is Sean Ayala. Um, you can find me at seanayala.com. I will also be, you can join me live um, on the Instagram Marketing Summit 2020. That's right. Um, between July 13th and the 17th. I'll be talking about the non-designer playbook um, oh, to cool. making creative Instagram images. So there's some things that are happening there as well that I hope you guys can come out and support that. Um, I am excited around storytelling and creating content, right? So images, it's all part of what we do day in and day out. So I hope to see you there. But shawnayala.com and the social media examiner, um, Instagram Marketing Summit. Awesome. Thanks so much, Sean. And um, don't forget that this is also a podcast. You can find out more about it on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Spotify. We have new episodes publishing every Saturday. We'd love for you guys to leave a review. The next show is on Friday, June 26, 2020 at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. And you can find us on Facebook, LinkedIn, and YouTube. And you can actually get on the calendar and never miss a show wherever you are at. So um, you can go to that at socialmediaexaminer.com forward slash live show that's socialmediaexaminer.com forward slash live show and thank you guys so much for being here with today uh, some great comments and questions you guys are always awesome thank you to our audience and thank you sean for again chatting about snapchat with us it's been a while and it was far too long because as you can see we went a full hour here just talking about <laughs> snapchat and we didn't even get to everything we yeah. just got to yeah, like you know Surface what was level. relevant to yeah. marketers you know yeah so. <laughs> Thanks so much, everybody. We'll see you next time. Bye now. Bye, everyone. The Social Media Marketing Talk Show is a Social Media Examiner production. For more social media insight, visit socialmediaexaminer.com. Hey, just a quick reminder, join the Social Media Marketing Society today and level up your marketing for your company or your clients. Visit smmarketingsociety.com to find out more.